What's up, OBR Film Breakdown listeners? Before we get to today's show, just a reminder about the $100 in free bets over at the number one sportsbook, FanDuel Sportsbook. Use the promo code OBR today to claim that $100 in free bets. Again, that's promo code OBR at FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, President Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on 1-1-2023. Unique user identification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, the latest on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome into your weekend edition of the OBR Film Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and we are going to do our Behind the Enemy uh, Lines episode here. I think it's a great episode. We have a fantastic guest, uh, Kevin Masiri, who does uh, the Go the Going Deep podcast over at Cover One. I have nothing but respect for Cover One. I think they've done a great job building their brand over there, covering the Buffalo Bills at a really peak time for the organization. So anytime we can steal a little bit of their time, it's it's uh, well worth it in my eyes, and you get everything you need to know about where the Bills sit going into this chaotic Sunday matchup that is right now here on Friday afternoon is scheduled for 1 o'clock on Sunday. We'll see if that changes. So again, shout out to our presenting sponsor, FanDuel. Let's get over to our time with Kevin right now. Kevin, thanks so much on short notice for being here, man. Really appreciate it. How's uh, how's it going over there in snowy New York? Wild, actually, where I'm at in western New York. We have one inch. So um, it's wow. just totally hard to relate to Buffalo-based weather. Even parts of Buffalo, some have as little as two to three inches. Some are being buried in feet. It's just wild. Sometimes you can see the meteorology and you see like a wall like across Buffalo. It's strange where, where half of the wall is empty and the other half is absolutely you nonsense. So it's, it's a strange type of thing when it comes off the lake like this. Yeah. It's, it, we get some of that in Ohio where the, where the central Ohio area will miss a lot of what hits the Northern part of Ohio, but this is unprecedented, especially some of the photos that are coming out of, out of Buffalo and all of that. So the, the big thing here is give me like what this is. I mean, there's a lot going on here. They're, they're still in Buffalo. The game's obviously in Detroit. It sounds like there's a lot of guys sick too. Just like, what's the latest status on all of this? It's crazy coming out of Buffalo right now. Um, just between the, like you mentioned, a couple of different fronts. And first and foremost, obviously the injury front, which happened prior to the sickness or the weather. Uh, the Bills are on. You know, Sean McDermott already announced some of their defense key defensive starters who won't be playing. So that's a side note. Um, and then you look into the sickness. I do believe that most of these, if not all, should be back from this. They wouldn't say Brandon Bean was willing, almost willing to say what it was. You'd have to imagine it's some sort of a small stomach bug based on just your interpretation of it. Uh, most of the players are back and, and, and look like they're going to play. So that shouldn't be an issue. But how prepared they are, that's a different question. That's when you have to, uh, with the snow and then the stomach bug, like, I don't know, coming off of two losses, uh, it might not be the time for your team to catch a stomach bug. Um, but if you yeah. kind of look at the weather now played in part in this, now they don't know where they're playing. They're not even being able to leave Buffalo tomorrow. I mean, it's just a complete literal no pun intended storm uh of a, of a mess going on uh in this in this environment but the last time this kind of happened was a covid year uh where tennessee had to move the game and then kansas city was on deck waiting and the bills go in and get trounced by both um and on that and that team was really really good too so 
Um, it's eking out to feel a little bit like this. Uh, the only benefit is, you know, Cleveland doesn't have any idea themselves. They're kind of watching this too uh, play out. So the difference was Tennessee was ready to go and practicing and Casey was just kind of waiting on deck too. So it's a little bit different this time around, but there's enough there to kind of scare you uh, from a Bill's perspective. Yeah, certainly a lot, you know, a lot of moving parts because you play in Detroit Thursday, right? And it's like, yep. there's, there's just, uh, it's just crazy enough. I will say it, and you, you hit on it just a second ago. It sounds like something pretty COVID related, right? Where it's like, um, the, the last time we've heard of games getting canceled or moved or can they play or can they not play was sort of tied to COVID. So I will say in a weird way, there's a small benefit to at least having dealt with the chaos somewhat in the last few years of virtual practices and things of that nature. So not to say that there's any sort of like a silver lining here in a, in a really terrible situation altogether, but I think you'd be more prepared for this situation some of the virtual stuff, so on and so forth, having gone through it on a small scale, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it does it does give some uh, modicum of relief, but I think uh, Bills fans can relate because Browns fans are always trying to, as most fan bases are, of of how are the Browns getting the short end of the stick? That's just sort of how this <laughs> fan base views life in general in the NFL. And I know that it's clearly Buffalo that's dealing with the worst of this and especially figuring out how to get to Cleveland and all of that stuff. So is there any clear picture? You talked about, let's hit on two things. Who is already confirmed out that matters uh, as far as not playing in this one, if you can hit on that. And then is, is there a clear idea of when they plan to travel to Detroit for the game? There wasn't, that was very unclear. They, they were asked yesterday in Brandon Bean's emergency press conference of what was the situation with why didn't they travel? Uh, I believe they were asking about yesterday or even before the majority of the storm. They said, no, uh, obviously there's, there's literal no benefit to being there even earlier that the team felt like. So that was an interesting um, answer for what could be a team that's trapped here tomorrow. So we'll see. I think what's more possible is that, I mean, this, this should benefit Cleveland in a way that I don't know the bills can get out in there till Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, at some point well beyond the normal schedule. I don't know if we'll see this game at one o'clock. I, I don't know if they're going to move it to four, but that seems to be like what have been a much better scenario uh, to have this game at four o'clock, no matter where it was. So we'll see if that ends up playing a role in any of this. Uh, but they're confirmed players that are out. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds with his groin heel. We don't know which one's keeping it out. We would assume it's his groin. He played on the heel. Uh, yeah. The team was ticking on all cylinders with him in the lineup, absolutely shutting down the Vikings. And he goes out and it's like, they took a huge chunk out of the game plan. At least this week, they can plan for him being out as compared to last week to where they had a full game plan with him covering uh, Hawkinson and receivers, actually. Uh, he was covering Thielen uh, most of the day. Uh, and then once he went out, that uh, that changed drastically. So he's out. Jake Kumaro, a good special teamer, a guy that they like in certain packages, is out. That does, does factor a tiny bit. Greg Rousseau, a guy who was really good across from Von Miller, uh, has been out for a couple of weeks now. He's out. But it does seem like they do have a few questionables in uh, uh, Kyer Elam, their nice young-looking cornerback. Jordan Poyer is questionable, but did practice full today. Uh, we were told he wasn't going to play this week, but uh, it is trending. Like He might play. The defense is totally different when he's on the field. Uh, so if he's able to go, that's a huge boost to the Bills. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Tredavious White, who's not listed on the, the, the injury report, is reported out. We still don't know why. We think it's a mental hurdle for Trey at this point. Uh, with yeah. we saw it a little bit with Ronnie Stanley in Baltimore. Uh, I don't know that his confidence is there. And then you're going to play in one of the worst surfaces in America in Detroit that needs to be replaced. That could be a matter of why he's not going to play this week or in Thanksgiving. So that's that's kind of the 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 key defensive injuries. Offensively, they're fairly healthy uh, across the board, but defensively, that is uh, there's a couple of big names in there. Yeah, a couple of big names for sure. On top of some guys who are already earlier in the year ruled out for significant portion so it's a defense that is still it's just still achieving 
a pretty good success. We'll, we'll talk about them in a second. Let's let's hit real quick, like sort of the state of where everything is. The schedule. I know it started out really hot, but there's been some struggle. Not not struggle by virtue of uh, of playing all too poorly, but you just run into some wrong teams, wrong time, and Vikings sure. capitalized and Jets capitalized. So talk about where they sit standing wise and all of that stuff right now. It's really bizarre because I tweeted out uh, yesterday. Uh, they're number one in strength of victory. They're number one in strength of schedule. So they're not playing a cupcake schedule that some teams yeah. get uh, get get in trouble for. Um, they're absolutely pummeling opponents when everything's on all cylinders. Uh, they actually lead the league in point differential, a lot of DVOA metrics. Um, and then they still have three losses by t- combined eight points. It kind of feels snake bitten. Uh, Minnesota needed about seven things to go right. Um, last week to, to secure the win out of a 17-point comeback victory late in the second half uh, between Josh Allen fumbling a snap, Gabriel Davis pushing Josh instead of picking up the fumble, uh, Justin Jefferson's hand through the air where a safety basically said, I didn't think there was any chance he could. I was just trying to secure the ball. I didn't think there was any chance. And instead of doing nothing on the play, he actually helped secure Justin Jefferson uh, on, on, a, on a midfield-like jump ball on fourth and, and long. Um, so it took a play. Pretty miraculous. Well. Takes away from Diggs' play earlier in the game, which was just as good. Um, one-handed to, to secure a drive to basically salt the game at the point, we thought. Um, mm-hmm. And then a fourth and two late in the game where Josh throws an interception. Uh, the route combination wasn't good. Isaiah McKenzie standing on the sideline mid-play. So there was definitely some some key things that went on in that game that just we didn't think were, you know, quite frankly possible. The Bills had a great goal line stand, basically in overtime and to end the game. Uh, both both situations to stop Cook in the backfield and then also stop also stop Kirk Cousins on his quarterback sneak to win the game. So uh, a lot of that goes foreshadowed. The defense did not play good enough. 30 points on the offense should get you a win. And, and we are still complaining about the offense here in Buffalo. Uh, but 30 plus points, I mean, it needs to secure a win uh, by all accounts. And it did take some things go wrong. You add that to a Jets game the week prior that just wasn't uh, what you're looking for. The perfect defense. trap game. Perfect yeah, trap game. they got trapped. And it happens with this Bills team. You'll see a one o'clock trap for them. Uh, they're really good coming off of losses, which is what surprised you about Minnesota. And they did. They went up big pretty much the entire game, you know, 14 plus points most of the day against the Vikings, a pretty good Vikings team. So you did see that come to fruition. Sean McDermott's really good off of losses. Um, and then just we don't know what happened in the fourth quarter, something we uh, can add it to the list for Bills fans in their game of the year type games for them. Yeah, similar story with Cleveland, right? Four games, nine points on the year, and that's the difference in three and six and being five and four, six and three is just not finishing some of those close games. And, you know, the Bills have still found a way to find, you know, high levels of success despite some of that stuff. And Cleveland's been on the flip side of it because when Cleveland plays poorly, they play really poorly. And that's uh, always a threat every single week, as we saw it last week with Miami. And, you know, there's just, there's always so much symmetry between these two franchises as you're talking about Bills fans complaining about the offense who's putting up a ton of points. The Browns are a top 10 EPA offense. And it seems like they draw the ire of a lot of people's disgruntled nature because offense is just what people like to talk about because fantasy sports, not realizing that. Hey, man, the defense is really terrible. They're really (laughs) terrible, and they need to be the focus of all your complaining. So um, anyway, let's dive into Josh Allen, uh, the big big story. How is he feeling? What's the status around him and um, his elbow? Yeah, if you would have caught me in the the third quarter, so about 3.30 p.m. on Sunday last week, I would have told you he looks better. Um, He looked more confident. He looked like he was making better decisions. Uh, He looked like barely, barely really bothered. Uh, there wasn't really any throws, maybe beside not being under center at all, but they're really not under center much anyways. 
Um, and that came to fruition later in the game when they had to do a quarterback sneak under center. Uh, but at that point, we would say like it was all smoke and mirrors. He was in the locker room till about 1230. We had no idea who was starting at quarterback. I even though, you know, wisdom told you he was going to be the starter uh, throughout most of the week. It still took it up to the last possible minute to where he came out for introductions, basically, and said that was part of the routine. So he's looked fine. I can't say that that's going to uh, be an issue. That's you know, it's more of that repetitive injury UCL. He did take a hit. The Bills don't expect that hit to, to repeat itself. Um, they feel pretty confident that it takes like an arm extension slash uh, defensive end right on your elbow for that to repeat. Unlike, you know, maybe high velocity throws from a, from a pitcher uh, with their with their UCL injury. So yeah. the Bills feel pretty safe with this. He looked pretty good. Uh, he's pressing uh, a little bit, and that's that's more mental than it is uh, to do with his elbow. But um, you know, I also tweeted out a stat yesterday how good he is in domes. Um, so you know, as a Browns fan, you might look at that and say, "Well, this benefited the Bills." It does if you look at how good he is with no elements in situations to where everything's equal. That's where Josh Allen plays his best football. Uh, but I will say, um, some things that can get in the way of that are the things we already talked about here: are the weather the illnesses, the injuries, yeah. the not knowing what time the game might kick off, if that's still a realistic thing. All of that does not work in the Bills' favor, I promise you, um, as we have some precedent there that they that, that that they did not do good with that the last time around. But the I will say the the element of Josh playing in a, in a, in a covered dome, no rain, no wind, uh, he's very good in those situations. Extremely good. Talk about his weapons. I, I know we all know Diggs. We all know Knox. We some of those Gabe Davis. Like, are those the big names? Or is there anyone else contributing? Just hit us with really how those guys have looked this year. Yeah, it's 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 funny because uh, Davis has taken a huge step forward, but then has his moments, even even against the Vikings, where he had a very uh, nice play. Uh, the, the NFL did say that should have been ruled incomplete. That sh- sh- couldn't have happened. Um, it was a great throw, great read, and, and, and we can't have Davis having that bounce off the ground. Great post route player. Great on his flies, stretches. Uh, he's really good in most scenarios. Not a complete route tree from Davis, um, but he he is a player worth watching, uh, and he's special going deep. Like I, We've never really you – would, you wouldn't think of him as one of the best deep route players in the league. He certainly is. Uh, he's special. Um on, on all deep patterns. So watch out for that. Stefan Diggs is even better than we would have thought this year. He's getting better in Buffalo. Uh, at some point, you know, you fantasy players out there might be like, well, he's got to go downhill at some point. He's still fairly young and he's even better this year. Uh, all, all, all accounts of the number one receiver in a, in a lot of categories. Uh, so he's, his connection with Josh right now is huge, but one, one place they're lacking um, that we're, you know, it's getting pretty a hot topic right now is at the slot receiver position. Uh, it's been a lot of talks here about Odell Beckham Jr. And you guys would know well about him. Um, and being Von Miller basically saying we're the number one contender for him here in December. So we'll mm-hmm. see if that plays out. But Isaiah McKenzie has okay against man coverage. Can't play against zone at all. Uh, Jamison Crowder was supposed to be z- the zone receiver. He's been out with a broken ankle. Um, and they haven't been able to figure out that slot. Khalil Shakir, nice looking rookie, has been has been shown stretches that they, the team doesn't play him. So we'll see if this is the week that you might see some Khalil Shakir. I think McKenzie's lack of presence in the uh, Minnesota game. Uh, you might see Khalil Shakir in the slot here uh, against Cleveland, uh, in, in my opinion. So their weapons are good. They're not. Uh, Ken Dorsey isn't scheming Dawson Knox open quite as well as Brian Dable could. So they're having some issues finding uh, Dawson Knox, but he is making plays when he is called upon and a sneaky receiver, a sneaky running back room 
uh, with Devin Singletary, who they inexplicably went away from last week, uh, as well as James Cook, who started to show some real prowess. And then now, you know, we, we expect Naeem Hines to be up to speed here for this game against Cleveland, too. So they do have a sneaky weapon room. They're looking to add to it. I, I do believe in all accounts they are in on Odell Beckham Jr. here toward the final end of it. But they are missing 100 plus targets from Cole Beasley, no matter how much you like the guy or how you want to cut it up. Uh, those those are an important 100 targets for the team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's me, Jake, telling you again about the fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign-up bonus. Now, again, reminder, you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when, when it's a go-live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign-up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple. Just OBR. Get that sign-up bonus, right? Get $100 in free bets. Just have to download the FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app, safe, secure, super easy to use. I already do it for some of the shows that I do on Sundays just to look at lines and give advice. Download that app. Ohio, it's your chance to get in on the action. Join today. Again, promo code OBR. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Again, the disclaimer, 21 and older. You'll be present in Ohio. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1-1 of 2023. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 100%. Odell would be a great fit. I mean, I loved him. I thought he was just playing in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong quarterback, and it all was magnified. It, it, he's still an impact <laughs> player. It can, it can certainly work out. The, the weapons there, uh, passing-wise, dangerous, extremely dangerous, and, and I'm sure they'll watch film and see plenty of opportunities to get their run game right because Cleveland, I, I don't know if you guys have paid much attention to it, but we unearthed some stuff at the OBR that this is one of the worst run defenses. It's actually through 10 weeks, the worst EPA run defense in the league since we went back to 2005. So it is, it is mm. really bad. So they'll have plenty of opportunity there. But sometimes, some weeks, they do show up, and they do play it well, and uh, maybe a miracle will happen on this side. But anyway, talk about the offensive line. How's that group looking uh, real quick, if, if, uh, if you can? Yeah, what's interesting, That's it's an interesting offensive line. It's kind of like what you just said about the Browns' run stop, defensive run stopping. There's moments where Josh is not touched. Uh, he looks there's no issues there's you know they play fairly well against Minnesota's uh, strong pass rush from their from their upper end pass rushers and Daniel Hunter so I to me 
there's it's not an issue. Could it be better? Yeah, they, they do struggle with run blocking, particularly, and that's why the Bills will go away from it. Is it because they have Josh Allen? He's in man coverage. He's I mean, most of the Bills runs are Josh checking to it with light boxes. Uh, I don't know how many run plays we don't know how many run plays they actually call in the huddle. I think it's the least amount in the league on first and 10. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's very interesting to where their running game is. A, it's, it's a real, real compliment to their passing game. And they'll get more of those drive starters, those those quick screens over to Devin Singletary or even Diggs try to do McKenzie uh, and those haven't been very successful. So they've even, you know, they, they'll use that in moderation too. So um, they'll try to go to a traditional run game. You would think that a lot of the EPA stats would, would point to it, but the bills are just such a, they're in a groove. They want to get Allen in, in rhythm. They want to make the Browns pass defense, make decisions on, are you going to drop a box? Are you going to spy Allen and, and risk him being able to find his weapons. There's so many, are you going to play man to man? There's so many problems that Josh Allen presents that if, if, if you decide to drop everybody, uh, he was going to take his avenues. Or if you decide to play man to man, it's, that's almost a bad decision to, or blitz him, uh, which is a poor decision as well. You just kind of have to drop, make him make a mistake uh, because he's going to find weapons in any of those defenses, but don't let him run for 40 yards. Um, that's definitely something that's that's not worth it to go into a man-to-man situation, and he's just going to 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 buzz you. So um, that's my expectation with the running game. The offensive line had to answer your questions. Been good. Mitch Morris has been a, has been a leader. Um, the team is completely fine at that position in terms of strength, but they do struggle. There is moments where if Josh needs a play, the reason he got hurt was because Quasenberry was in for Spencer Brown um, mm-hmm. against the Jets. So if it's a full strength, which it is this week. It's an average to an above average offensive line, a uh, one that is more than sufficient to to get the job done, especially in optimal conditions, which if there is one pro, it's that the Bills are hoping that they're getting rid of all this other BS in order to maybe get a clean slate in Detroit. OK, so switch to the defense now that you're talking about a lot of injuries, some guys who have mattered and some depth have, has been has been hit by things here, but they've still played pretty well. So. We'll just hit this side quickly. Names that we should know. Obviously, that you've you've labeled some guys who are going to be out, Edmonds and so on, and White and and, and those. But who's who's making an impact? Uh, we know Vaughn and some of those, but who else is making yep. an impact? The Browns fans should know. You may or may not know him, but he's one of the best linebackers in the league, and Matt Milano. Um, he's fantastic. The Bills' defense ticks on all cylinders when he's uh, in the game. Uh, they looked poor. Now, when him and, and Tremaine Edmonds are playing, Tremaine Edmonds is playing really, really well as well. He's had some works at times with his aggressive nature. Um, it's a really good linebacking core. Luckily for Browns fans, Edmonds is out, and when one of them's been out, they haven't been great. Uh, but Matt Milano is a name that you'll see him all over. He can cover receivers. He can cover. They have two t- linebackers that can cover uh, a lot of different players. So you'll see Milano uh, really um, be a key cog in this defense. And another name to look out for, and it's and it's a guy that you know the team you know, likes a lot is DeMar Hamlin. It's their backup safety. That's now playing over Micah Hyde, uh, who's, who's injured with a neck. Um, he's been really good and he's been a huge addition to the safety that to the point where if he hasn't stepped up the late, the manner he has, the bills would be hurting badly in the secondary, but he's just been another McDermott plug and play safety. Uh, who's, mm-hmm. who's just a complete torpedo. So look out for DeMar Hamlin, a name you'll probably hear on Sunday as someone that you may or may not know, but he's definitely been a huge part of this kind of revamped secondary. And Dane Jackson makes plays. He was really good. Um, obviously, he's up against Justin Jefferson at times last week. 
Uh, and obviously anyone struggles against Justin Jefferson, but the combo of Dane Jackson and Christian Benford from Villanova, six round pick uh, this year, they've been pretty good. And that's why the Bills defense has been ranked number one in a lot of different categories. They've been a pretty good corner combo and Kyrie Elam, if he plays, he shows flashes too. So as much as not having white and, um, and Hyde has hurt this team a lot. The fill-ins have been really good, and that's why the team has been able to rebound from some of those some of those issues uh, as well. And if Jordan Poyer plays, he's a complete difference maker. Uh, the team's one in three without Jordan Poyer this season, uh, and he's absolutely part of the reason why that they've lost in those games. So if he goes, that's a huge boost as any to the Bills' defense. Well, we're familiar with him having letting him go <laughs> some of his early days. So. <laughs> Again, a lot of symmetry within these two teams, Kevin. Great stuff, man. What, what's your? We'll close with this. What's your vibe? What are you expecting in this one uh, as far as the outcome? And then, and then tell everybody after that where they can find your work. Yeah, for sure. It's a really hard one to predict because half of me is saying like none of this bodes well for the Bills. I mean, if you're looking for some positives on the Browns front, like you might look at oh, Josh Allen in a dome. Uh, that sucks. It might, but a lot of this doesn't bode particularly well for what. The Bills are like, they're not a team that like is really good off script. Uh, so we'll see how that amounts to it. I still think the Bills desperately need this. They're very confused with how good the AFC East is right now. Um, so they, they, I mean, I feel like they're going to play this way. They're going to play Poyer. They're going to play this the Browns game, like a uh, really important game for them. Not that it isn't, but they're going to play it. Like it's a, it's, it's close to a do or die game. Uh, they need it just to keep pace and not be in a wild card position. Uh, so I do think that the, you'll see the best of the Bills, uh, and especially coming off of once again, you don't see many multi back to back losses from from McDermott and his staff. So I think that does bode well for the Bills. But with this off script stuff, I mean, if you're looking for the silver linings in Cleveland, it's that benefits the the Browns more than the Bills. I'm sorry, you get rid of the raucous Bills crowd. Who knows what that snowy game would have been like? Although it does look like it could have benefited Chubb and the squad. Um, Josh Allen's good in that kind of environment too. Uh, you would have you would have factored in his legs. I don't know that that was just an auto benefit for the Browns. I do believe that getting the Bills off script is though. So we'll see how that all plays out. I do think the Bills eke out a game, but I think it's going to be pretty close. I don't know that it's going to be one where um, you're going to see a 30 point Bills victory. I, I do think that they need it. So uh, with that being said, you could probably catch them off guard had they been coming off of a win. Um, yeah. But I, I think yeah. this is this is way too important, man, for uh, for the Bills team. And if they do drop this, uh, there's definitely some some real fire drills going on in Buffalo. So um, it should be a good game. I, I'm with you on that. I, I have no expectation that it should be lopsided. Um, no, it, it's it's either it's either lopsided in Buffalo's favor or a close game. And I because I don't see Cleveland running away with anything right now. But but I, I have a vibe. I think it'll be a close one, too. So. Overall, great stuff, Kevin, man, especially Thank on short so notice to take your time. Tell tell everybody where they can follow you, find your work, all of it. Yeah, I'm over at Cover One Going Deep Podcast. We air Tuesdays at 7 p.m. live on YouTube. Great interactive audience. Would love to see Browns fans pop on there. Kind of tell us what your thoughts on the game uh, following this game. That would be great to hear from you. And you can follow me at Kevin Misery on Twitter. Uh, that's where all my stuff is found. But I really appreciate you having me on and, and giving us a chance to talk bills in this very unique environment for sure. Very unique and sh uh, is is probably the best way to put this one. Kevin, thanks again, man. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks to Kevin for being here, doing the show with us, and the guys at Cover One who cover the Bills, uh, providing some great content over there. Really appreciate them. Thanks to you guys for showing up and listening to this podcast on your weekend. Make sure to check out all the great stuff we had throughout the week. Again, appreciate your time. Appreciate you being here, supporting the OBR, where we have some great stuff up over the weekend. Make sure to check that out. Have a fantastic Saturday, everybody. Go Browns! Go Browns!